0: we do not live in a Pollyanna world. We live in a world filled with sin. Jesus said, don't suppose that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I tell you not, I came rather to bring division. Let me read into the original text. He said, I came to make people decide which side they're on. From here on out, Five will be in one house and that house will be divided. Three against two, two against three. A father will be divided against a son, a son against a father, a mother against a daughter, a daughter against a mother, mother mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. Then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, hey, there's a shower coming. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, this is going to be hot weather and there it is jesus said hypocrites people that say they know one thing and truly live another you can discern the face of the sky and the earth but why is it you cannot discern the signs of the times
1: Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters.
0: I'm amazed at weather forecasters. How many here sit down and look at the weather forecasters? And, and I, I know they got a tough job. I, I don't know about you. Predicting and forecasting the weather is, is kind of an interesting um, uh, Feat, all in itself, but forecasting. They used to have a fancy word before forecasting, before predicting, or uh, they called it an hypothesis. Well, this hypothesis, if you will, in the forecasting, predicting, it's all based on jet streams and moving weather patterns and previous experience. Yet. Even though we cannot completely predict the weather, what I want you and I to understand is there is one thing that we can forecast with certainty, and that's the signs of the times. So you have your notes in front of you we're on week three of our end time series, and, and uh, uh, we're just going to work through this, and, and uh, some of the stuff that I'm going to show you this morning is a little scary, because none of us like to know that the the world's any more messed up than, than our little world, do we? So we're going to show a lot of newspaper clips, and I tried very hard to keep all of our newspaper clips within the last, uh, oh gosh, two days to, to two months. But I want to take you quickly into the Word of God and look at what the Lord says. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as I have shared with you, with all of my heart, it is my job to make us aware of what's going on in the world. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of guy, I can see something and still not see it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Is there anybody else like me? All you men should say yes. yes right and all you wives should say, yes he is. <laughs> and so as a pastor, my responsibility is to make things as clear as I possibly can make them, that we can understand unequivocally, hey, there's something happening. The Bible says that we would not be ignorant of the devil's devices. The Bible says that we would not be asleep, that we would not be unaware and caught unaware. So let's jump into God's Word and very clearly start with the very first Scripture. No one knows the day or hour. Say that with me. No one knows the day or hour. Let's say it again. No one knows the day or hour. Now, I don't usually have you repeat things, but I I wanted to repeat that purposely. You know why? Because there's a bunch of idiots out there. Did I say that? Can I say that in church? I'm sorry. There's a bunch of folks out there that are predicting days and hours. When you see it, ignore it. I think we have good, good credibility here when God says no one knows the day or hour, that we can count that no one knows the day or hour. But listen to what he says. The angels don't know. Jesus said, even the Son, even I don't know. Only my Father knows. Let's go to Luke 12. Jesus, when he came and walked on the earth, the disciples were all kind of caught up and perplexed. He thought they were going to, he was going to set up the kingdom on earth. He was going to rule and reign. He was going to put Rome in its place. He was going to put all of the, uh, the different things that the Jews didn't like in their place. But listen to what Jesus said when he came to the earth. He said, do you suppose that I have come to give peace on the earth? Let's stop there real quick. Why are all of us thinking and looking that everything's going to be hunky-dory? That everything's going to be fine? We do not live in a Pollyanna world. We live in a world filled with sin. Jesus said, don't suppose that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I tell you not, I came rather to bring division. (coughs) Let me read into the original text. He said, I came to make people decide which side they're on. From here on out, five will be in one house, and that house will be divided. Three against two. Two against three. A father will be divided against a son. A son against a father. A mother against a daughter. A daughter against a mother. Mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. Then he also said to the multitudes... Whenever you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, hey, there's a shower coming. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, this is going to be hot weather. And there it is. Jesus said, hypocrites. People that say they know one thing and truly live another. You can discern the face of the sky and the earth. But why is it you cannot discern the signs of the times? Now let's just take that just real quickly. I've got a lot to do this morning so I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But let's look at this passage for exactly what it says. What is the division in the household? There are going to be some people that believe and some people that don't. There's going to be kids on fire for God. Moms and dads are kind of going through the motions. There's going to be Kids going through the motions, ah, you know, what's the big deal? You know, this is all just normal stuff. It's just life. And mom and dad continually trying to encourage and warn them. A mother against a daughter, a daughter against a mother, and so on and so forth. There's going to be two very opposing ideas about the day and hour we live. Why? As I've shared in the last two sessions of this, the world is trying to numb us that this is just life. I don't know about you all, but four dollar a gallon gasoline ain't life to me. We were in California, Stephen Hill and I were in California for a couple days. Five dollars we paid a gallon. Was it five or was it more than five? Five. I squeezed in that nozzle when I was done. I'm getting every drop out of that puppy I can. But the world's trying to get us to, well, that's just life. It's just normal. No, I'm not saying the price of gas is a sign of the time. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is the culture the world is quickly formulating into is a sign. Very quickly formulating Stephen and I were at a meeting, and one of the oddities that he and I talked about, and we understand the concept, but as Christians, I don't understand the reason. They had black groups meeting, Asian group meeting, Hispanic groups meeting. What was wrong with just the group meeting? What was wrong with just the church meeting? Now, once again, he and I had this conversation about the cultures, and it was explained to us about the cultures, wasn't it, Stephen? But didn't you kind of scratch your head and say, well, aren't we supposed to be bringing everybody together into this thing? That's that kind of my idea. But let me share something with you. That's another issue of the signs of the times right there. Why? Because the segregating of the church is not a new thing, but the reality is the church really doesn't like the idea of everybody coming together as one. In our church, we do the hymns, we do the modern, we do the whatever you want to call it, because I think it's good to have the entire body together. The minute I, I sit over here and I take Patrick and I say, well, because he's old, we're going to put him in the old person's section of the church. A little humor there. I know, very little, right? He's saying, "Yeah, let's see who's calling who old." Uh, You know, segregating the church. Now, folks, don't get me wrong. I I understand the concept. Well, the older folks aren't going to like the younger music. The younger folks aren't going to like the newer music. Or the older music. But are we not playing into the strategy of the enemy? What What is the strategy? God uses the analogy of the animal kingdom. He said, "The devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour." What's the lion's strategy on the savanna? Divide. Conquer. Segregate from the group the body. You know He said there's eyes and arms and ears and feet and all this kind of stuff. Take the arm and say, I don't like you anymore. Throw the arm into another congregation instead of bringing it all together. All are strategies that Jesus said, you've got to make a decision. I've got to make a decision. What am I doing this for? Why am I in this? Is it just to get my ears tickled? Oh, that's another scripture, isn't it? They will heap to themselves teachers having itching. Okay, it's, it's in this book someplace. Yeah. What well, the Lord is simply saying is we have to decide what we decide to see and hear. That it's time to make a choice. Matthew twelve thirty. I don't think I put it up there, but it's in your Bible, and you ought to turn over there. Turn over to Matthew twelve thirty, and look at a very interesting scripture Matthew chapter twelve, thirty, says these words here he who is not with me is against me is that what it says in these last days the world is trying to tell us how to do God's way We've got a better way. His name is Jesus. And we need to not allow ourselves to get caught up or some of the things that we see, we are just going to totally be oblivious to. Luke 21. When you see these things begin to happen, when you see the segregation of the church, I have said for many, many years, one of Satan's greatest strategies was when he denominationalized the church. He has essentially divided it, and therefore he's conquered it. The church today can't do as much as it could do. Why? Well, because the Baptists are the ones that have the right way. The Methodists are the ones that have the right way. The Lutherans are the ones that have the right way. The Catholics are the ones. Do, do I need to keep going? They can't even agree. So the devil has the rest of the world deceived and saying, well, if they can't agree, what is the right way? I think it would be a novel idea if we just kind of get rid of all that other stuff and just go back to the Bible. What do you think? When you see all these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. The kingdom of God is near. Are you and I listening to the right world news sources? No, I'm not advocating this news station or that. But are we listening to the right news stations that are going in between the lines and seeing they say this, but this news station says that? They say this, but the word of God, you know, uh, 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 G-N-N, the God News Network, says one thing, and the world says another thing. The Bible says when you see all these things begin, look up. In God's word, we are commanded to keep Watch, lest we be left behind. Matthew 24 says, therefore keep watch, because you don't know what day the Lord will come. Matthew 24, 44 says, you must also be ready for the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Matthew 25, keep watch, therefore, because you do not know the day or the hour. First Thessalonians 5, so then let us not be like others who are asleep. But be awake. And that word sober means you be in control of your faculties. Don't let the world control what you do say, hear, or understand. Hebrews 10 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we might spur each other on towards love and to good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Oh gosh, the writing on the wall. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. True. But in this world we live, if you don't go to church, you won't stay a Christian. I mean, needless to say, that the Lord himself said, go to church. Well, you know, I, and I know the new things out there. I, I love Jesus. I hate the church. Well, you better get over it because Jesus loves the church. Jesus died for the church. Well, the church isn't an organization. You're correct. But if you're not part of that organism, when that eastern sky splits open and that trumpet blasts, you won't be part of that organization of those. Man, I, I just started this as getting good. Said, don't give up meeting together as some have already gotten the habit of doing, but encourage one another. And underline this in your notes all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, look at this. I cut and paste this out of the Bible. You see that word day? You notice what the day starts with? What letter? But is it just any letter? What kind of D is it? A capital D. When that's in there, it is always referring to the day called Jacob's Trouble. The day called the Abomination of Desolation. The day called the Great Tribulation. Especially as you see that day, that time, that season begin to happen. Now, folks, I'm not a predictor or a forecaster of the end of the world. Why? Because the Bible doesn't say the world's going to end. The Bible says the age is going to end. Oh, yes, the Lord said, heaven and earth will pass away, but only simultaneously as he creates a new heaven and a new earth. So there will not be an end of the world. There will be an end of an age. And most scholars believe that age is the age of the Gentiles. It is the age that allowed you and I who are not Jews, to be grafted in to the family of God. Am I making sense this morning? Are you with me? So I'm not trying to forecast an end of a world. I'm talking about an end of an age. And even though we cannot with certainty say how today's events are related to Scripture, we cannot ignore the blatant things that are happening in this world quickly number one so what are some of the physical signs of the times over the next two weeks i'm going to delve into some of the great specificity of things that are happening that are like reading the pages of scripture let's go to the very first one the ominous one wars and rumors of wars and i'm going to take you back into matthew 24 this is a church we like to use a lot of scripture you know why god's word's more important than my word would you say okay? I've been, I've preached at churches before where the pastors told me, you used the Bible too much. Okay? So I turned to him and I asked, why don't you have me come preach for you more? At least I know they get, well, anyway, just a thought there. Matthew 24, look at this. And you will hear wars, rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. Underline that, please, in your notes. See that you're not troubled. And then circle this. For all these things must come to pass. And the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Now let me give you a breakdown. Nation will rise against nation. A lot of people think, well... That means you know that that America is going to rise against Iran. Iran is going to rise against Israel. That's not what's talking about at all. The nation will rise against itself, and then it tells you exactly how. The people, groups, the cultures, the ethnos, ethnicity of the world. We'll rise one against the other. What's happening right here in our country? Black against white. White against brown. Brown against red. Red against yellow. What other colors do we have? Is it happening? What's happening around the world? Shiite against Sunni. The... The uh, Messianic Jew against the, against the, uh, yeah, the Orthodox Jew. The old people in the church against the young people in the church. The rock and worship in the church against the contemporary in the church. The ZZ top in the church against the BG's of the church. (laughs) Do you see the picture, folks? Satan is segregating the world. Why? You divide, you. Is that making sense? I always ask you those questions. You do understand? Does it make sense? Why? Because all this stuff makes sense to me. And if you ask my wife, she said, yeah, that's a scary thing too. <laughs> There's lots of stuff that makes sense to me. Since World War II, many countries have been building up massive arsenals of conventional nuclear weapons. Yes, even opposed to the, the, all the treaties that have signed. Guess what? They sign the treaty and they go make the bombs anyway. It's not changing. The potential of war grows day by day. Euthanizing wars, war on terror, the ever-increasing potential of nuclear war. More wars have occurred in the 20th and the 21st century since all of creation began. Listen, but the end is not yet. Let me take you to the newspaper. Take the scripture off, please. North Korea. A spark could set off nuclear war. Let's see, when was this? October 2nd. Next screen. North Korea says they have missiles that can and will hit the U.S. now. Let's see, when was that? Take it back, 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 back. Don't go too fast. I want to see, where's the date at? I think it's down there further. What's it say? Oh, there it is, yeah. Wednesday, October 10th. That's kind of fresh stuff, isn't it? Let's go to the next screen. Israel TV report shows Air Force gearing up for an Iran attack says the moment of truth is near. October 16th. To annihilate Israel, listen what Iran says. We only need 24 hours and an excuse. Folks, Khomeini... His force, representative, claims Israel could not win the war because it will be a war of attrition. They know that they can bunker in and wipe them out. Close to annihilation. Listen to what Russia says. Don't you attack Iran, America. Don't you attack Iran, Israel. And the rest of the article, as you read it, you go back and and pull these up online. These are all just right online, folks. Says you attack them, we attack you. The big bear is back on the prowl again. Look at the date. Where is it at? September sixth, two thousand twelve. Keep going. Iran to target U.S. bases in the war, which could trigger World War III, September twenty fourth. Keep going. See that's the Arab Times. You notice it's not. I'm not getting Christian America. I'm not getting Christian posts. You know, the people are all caught up. I'm not bringing out Hal Lindsey and Jack Van Impey and all. I'm bringing out the regular world news. World Net Daily, October 16th. Iran threatens to bring war to America. Let's, let's go on. Terror cells preparing to strike from South America. Let's see, what is the issue we have right now? The south border of America. Hmm. How many news reports that I don't even have the screen up here, they're catching all kinds of people coming across there? They're not Mexican nationals. Your military there, uh, Mike. What do you think? Go on. Iran could launch a preemptive strike against Israel. See, what they're saying here is Iran could launch the preemptive strike if they think Israel... Is going to. They said we'll get the first shot in there. What, what is this? This is uh, September 23rd. Go on to the next question. DEFCON Hill. That's the, the Iran general warns of World War III. September 24th. That they will hit. If Israel attacks, they will attack America. Uh, did I tell you you're going to give me a little scary today? But why am I telling you these things? And I've got some more, so don't worry. Okay, don't don't put it up there yet. But think about it. Why am I saying these things, folks? We don't have time to play church. Jesus said in Matthew, you're for me, you're against me. You're in the reserves, right? You see all this stuff, don't you? You hear about it. I'm sure you go into to the, the, the uh, what do they call the meetings, the debriefing things or whatever. He probably sits back there and his air, ears get a little red saying, man, this is real stuff. Am I showing stuff that's real up here, Robert? Mike? Am I showing? Who are the military folks that are seeing this stuff? Anybody seeing this stuff? Why am I saying this? If you're a fence player. You Better get your butt off the fence. Can I say that in church? Gosh, I do that all the time. You're Heini. You better make a decision. You're for me, You're against me. Because the world's already made the decision, and they're against him. You and I need to give him a reason to be for him. What's the next one say? Russia is Israel's, or excuse me, is Iraq's second biggest arms supplier Russia is the second biggest you know who the first is United States of America and you know what they're dealing with all the arms I'll let you guess go on that's BBC the Muslim Brotherhood the Arab Spring people the wonderful folks you know that are involved in a religion of peace Preacher, you're, 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 you're putting them in a box. No, I'm putting them in their Quran. The Egyptian Mother and Brotherhood official says we are now in a holy jihad against Israel. For the first time in almost 40 years, Egypt is now opposed to Israel, as is Turkey, as is Syria. All of these nations that used to be on the helping lines of Israel are now opposed against Israel. October 12th. What is that, eight days ago? What's next? World War III possible in four months. September 21st. U.S. naval bases are gearing up. Scary, isn't it? When you see these things, and he said, the end is not yet. Is that the last one on this section? Let's go on. Famines, pestilence, earthquakes, various places, Matthew 24 says. Listen to what it goes on. The first one said, these are not, the end is not yet. This next one says, these are all the beginning of sorrows. Folks, what God has written in his word was very specifically put there that we would not be caught unaware. That we would not be ignorant to the things that are going on in this world. Because of the floods, the droughts, the fires, the world supply. Folks, I can go, you go out to Google and you put down world fires the world is on fire. Some of the greatest travesties in Australia, in Japan, in China, fire, th- millions of acres are burning. And what are they doing? Destroying food supply. Let's look at the next slides. The next, uh, There they are. Take the scripture off, please. Move it, please. No, not... Yeah. Okay, now go back to the one before. Thank you. This is really... It does take a lot of work to get you guys... Get all of this... You know, you you imagine trying to follow me? (laughs) Come on, don't... Okay. August 9th, U.S. drought drives up food prices worldwide. Next screen, CNN money, right? Morning, uh, uh, Monday morning, or money morning, another nationwide says U.S. food prices... 2013. Uh, there's uh, uh, of a war, uh a coming dystop. Uh, however, you pronounce that word. Literally, what it's saying: the prices are going to go that people cannot afford. You know what the Book of Revelation says? Revelation 13 says that there's going to be a day's wages for a loaf of bread. A day's wages for a loaf of bread. U.S. warns of looming worldwide food crisis in 2013 folks it's all over the grain reserves are critical lows the weather uh no longer the climate is no longer reliable food prices threaten disaster and unrest that should be the last one of that clip right because of all of this stuff because of the devastating things happening, the World Health Organization, the WHO, has issued a warning that infectious diseases are emerging so quickly that they cannot get a handle on them and becoming increasingly difficult to treat. The United Nations said an outbreak or epidemic in one part of the world will easily transfer into the ability to affect and threaten billions Simply because of one person jumping on an airplane. The entire world is connected. So let me look at some of the things that we thought were annihilated. Troubling rise in drug-resistant tuberculosis. Folks, it was, it was annihilated a few years ago. A few decades ago. When's the last time, you know, somebody, remember as kids? When I was a kid back in the, back in the 50s, we got our TV shots. They don't do that anymore. Well, they're starting to again. You know why? They can't treat it. It is going nuts. And this this is, uh, what's the date on that? Go back. What's the date on that? August 30th. Next. New type of swine flu detected in Ontario. Oh, but the good thing, it's not related to the one in the U.S. It's a brand new one. September 25th, Ontario has found a case of an infection of swine flu in a man who had no close contact with pigs. Let me tell you something. Don't give the pigs a bad rap. Swine flu doesn't just come from pigs. It's just the name they put on it because it usually has some kind of pork relation to it, if you will. The infection is called, was called H1N1, but now they have a new variant called H3N2 that has already caused 305 infections just this year in America and has just now been spotted in Canada, the H3N2. Look at this, variant virus. It means it has morphed. Let's go on. MRSA. MRSA usually go to the hospital to uh, get healed. There's more people dying in hospitals now because of MRSA. Infections have doubled in the last five years. July 30th, go on. National Post, Yosemite, Hantavirus. Warning now includes 22,000 people, September 7th. Three have already been confirmed dead. And there's other ones that are in the hospital right now that they're hoping don't die. Gary, you hear this stuff, don't you? As a nurse in the hospital, Mary Jo. I mean, look at this stuff. Folks, this is writing on the wall stuff. Go on. Adults are at greater risk for whooping cough. How many, when you were back in the early part of of last century, whooping cough was a problem? It's gone away. But now, it is increasing. Every year is getting greater and greater. Go on. West Nile virus, fighting the largest outbreak in U.S. history. The CDC reports more than 100 deaths in 2012 from a mosquito bite. And there is no cure and no vaccine. Is this it? Look at me, folks. Why am I bringing this stuff? Jesus said we can look at the sky and tell what it's going to do. We can look at the weather. We better understand all of these things are the beginning of sorrows. I didn't really expect today to be an exciting day. But I can tell you, you'll leave this place and say, even so, Jesus, come quickly. Scientific data shows that we're seeing the largest Earthquake activity in years. I didn't put that clip in there, honey. Yes, I did. I put it way down further. But uh, I went out to, uh, to do, uh, try to do all this research because I don't want to just get a general thing out there. Go to the earthquake clip, would you please? Just since the turn of the century... Just since the turn of the century, look at the seismic activity from the year 2000. All of it back to 1900, but just since 2000. There have been, listen to this, 25 tsunamis around the world, massive tsunamis in the last five years, over 100 serious earthquakes, 5.5 on the scale or higher. Incredible things. So let's go back to your notes. What are some of the spiritual signs? We're looking at some of the physical signs. What are some of the spiritual signs? Matthew 24 says, take heed that no one deceives you. Look at me. Matthew 24 is one of the clearest pictures of the end times. Of the, of the strategy of the enemy and the structure that God said would transpire and the days preceding the Lord's return. And the very first thing, the disciples are saying, Lord, well, you know, when, when are you coming back? What's going on here? And the very first thing that Jesus said, be careful that no one deceives you. Divide, you conquer. What, Stephen, what is it, 38,000 denominations? Everyone preaching something. That no one deceives you. Because many are going to come in my name. Saying I'm the Christ. And will deceive many. At the end of the church age in Matthew 28. The Bible says many are claiming to be Christ. Yet their teaching is deceptive. They teach ideas that sound good and godly yet they're contrary to the Scripture. Some teach subtly, others are more blatant. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I tell you, don't try to make things be okay if this says it's not okay. Everything you believe, test, the Bible said, the spirits and see if they're of God. The Bible says, look and study the scripture. I give you notes every single week to take home. I don't give you just three or little things here and fill in the blanks, you know, to where you got, well, there's one line and then tell me what you think. Folks really don't care what you think. I love you, but I care what he thinks. I care what the word of God says. And I'm not going to, I've shared it with years. I would rather offend somebody into heaven than pacify them into hell. This is what we have to do. Folks, there's lots of teaching out there that's sweeping America. Come over here. We have this program. Come over here. We have this thing. Come over here. Our Kool-Aid tastes better. Did I say that? Sadly, many professing Christian teachers in the world today fall into this camp. They don't teach sound biblical teaching. Why? Because their goal is to build a great big church instead of building great big people. Increasing church attendance has now risen above the authority of God's uncompromised word. We doing okay today? All of these physical signs, the end is not yet. All of these spiritual signs, it's just the beginning of sorrows. Now let me take you inside the church. Matthew 24, when you read that passage, it is very specifically written to the church. The whole New Testament's written to the church. Look at Matthew 24 12. It says, Because some of your versions will say iniquity abounds, some of your versions say lawlessness abounds. What it's talking about inside the church, because there's been so much division, so much segregation, so much separation. Because the love, the iniquity abounds, the love of many will start to wax cold. More and more people are living primarily for themselves, even inside the church. Our churches have become consumer churches. The church that has the best program draws the biggest crowd. The church that has the less conviction draws the biggest crowd. The church that doesn't necessarily do this but basically becomes a motivational seminar has the best results. Now, I'm not trying to put anybody down, folks, but I'm telling us about the times and the seasons we live. I'm telling us about the times and the seasons we live. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And we have to take and line up what does this say? When somebody comes to you and asks you, I got a hundred questions I could say right now. When somebody comes to you and asks you, can I live together with somebody without being married and still make heaven? Your answer unequivocally should be no. It's called sin, it's called fornication. When somebody asks you, can I live in an alternative lifestyle relationship and still make heaven? Your answer should unequivocally be no. It's called sin. When somebody asks, should I have a hundred other questions? See, you and I are trying to get lulled into a compromise of state. The normal that television shows and movies teach has affected the values of those that indulge in them. You and I are affected just because we watch these shows. Oh, it's not so bad. Vampire bites neck. Mary's girl has demon child. Cool. (laughs) Somebody sends you a new broom in the mail and you swing, swing off or fly off or whatever you do. Christians and non-Christian alike are affected by this stuff. No, I'm not telling you you can't watch TV. You can't watch movies. I'm telling you, watch what you watch. What kind of effect is it having? Because of the continual impact, the new norm, men, women, marriage, family is being torn apart and what's always been right in society has now become wrong with society put the next clip up. Tolerance is the new norm. And intolerance will not be tolerated. Our wonderful president declares the future must not belong to practicing Christians. That's an odd statement to make. From a Christian nation? Oh, I'm sorry. Even though he said it's not, it is. Uh, And if you're Of that persuasion, your democratic persuasion, your libertarian persuasion. Republicans persuasion. I'm Jesus persuasion. Okay? We're either Christian or we're not. We're either for him, we're against him. Children everywhere are growing up in deep-rooted, unmet needs as the result of this political correct society. Many are not marrying, but they're choosing rather to live together. What once was not tolerated by the church or the mainstream, is now sanctioned as the new norm by both. The result has been sacrifice of hundreds of millions of innocent, helpless babies, over a billion abortions worldwide. And the healthy, happy home has now been converted into not mom and dad raising, but mom and mom and dad and dad. It's okay. Something I went into last week, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time on it just now. Because people were asking me, Pastor, this all is kind of freaky. But I want to touch on real quick the return of the Nephilim, the fallen angels, the hybrid heroes. The Bible says as it was in the last day, in Noah's day, in Lot's day, so will it return. And we understood last week that this was the, the relationship between fallen angels and human Women. The Bible goes on and for sake of time, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm going to give some of the aspects, the Nephilim, the offspring of the fallen angels, the hybrid race. You can go out online and what I touched on last week, you can find tons of videos and stuff talking about all of this hybrid technology that is going on today where they're, take, they're, call, they're bringing human and animal DNA and building Merging it together. The Bible talks about a group called the heroes of old. Gebauer is the original Hebrew word, which meant mighty men. Before the flood, they corrupted the entire earth. After the flood, they were there in Lot's time. The Bible says Noah was called a righteous man. Now, let me take you in the book of Romans. It says there is none righteous, no, not one. When you do a single study, the righteousness that he's talking about here is not a righteousness and right relationship with God. It's a righteousness as far as the purity of blood still in the veins of humankind that God created. When you read Noah, or read about Noah, he found favor in the eyes of God. Now I'm gonna you out a little bit. In that time... When you do your studies, you find that his bloodline was the only bloodline untainted by the world, by the Nephilim, by the gods of that time. Study it through. It'll blow your mind. That's why God said only Noah and his family were the ones saved. See, the Bible talks about, in Jude 7, that the angels left their first estate. After the flood, they were there, still as powerful. They went by the names of the Raphium, the Emum, the Anakim, the Horium, the Samsumium. All of these differences were all parts of the lines of the Nephilim, the giants, the fallen ones. Ancient text. Go look at the pictures described in the ancient texts, the, the, uh, the different Egyptian writing, the different Mayan writing, the different things. And look at all the giants that they talk about, the men that were the offspring of supernatural beings. Let me bring it down. Jesus said, in the last days, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Does this mean that we will see the return of the Nephilim? I can give you proof of one. Revelation 13, 2 Thessalonians 2, Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 11, the Antichrist will be mortally wounded and then come back to life of his own accord. He and the false prophet will have supernatural powers and lying wonders to deceive. Do you think one of them might be the Antichrist? There has been more UFO sightings crazy things in the world since the beginning of this year. Let me close this morning. Don't get up yet because it's going to be a few minutes. Luke 21. There will be strange signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. Here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed. The oceans and the tides will be exploding. Roaring seas, strange tides, People will be terrified at what is coming upon the earth, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Within the first decade of this century, almost 2 million people have died in earthquakes alone. 2010, the 8.8 earthquake in Chile moved the entire city of Concepcion 10 feet to the west, which triggered an uh, uh, astronomic tsunami that devastated multiple of coastal towns and moved the earth 8 centimeters off of its axis, which shortened the length of the day by 1.26 microseconds you say well pastor my goodness what does that all in the big scheme of things it means a lot caused waves standing Lake uh, Panchartran in Louisiana 4700 miles away Two million people displaced. I already shared 25 tsunamis, over 100 serious earth. The, earth. the sun itself has had some of the most unprecedented surface storms that it's ever had in all of the measuring solar flares causing some of the terrible troubles that we've had on the earth. Some think that 2013 will produce solar flares so bad that it will totally knock out much of our electromagnetic system in America. And yes, there were paper things and newspaper things and stuff. Just for sake of time, I didn't because I want to show you something here in just a minute. Turn with me in your notes to Romans chapter 8. There are some strange things that are happening in the world. Scripture says there will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. Most of the tidal, oceanic, atmospheric chaos that we have seen on the earth is mostly in response to the activities that are happening in the sun, the moon, and the stars. But let me take you right back here to planet Earth. Against its will, when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden 6,000 years ago, all of creation was subject to to the curse, there was not a weed on earth until God said, "Because you did what you did, the earth will be cursed, and it'll bring forth weeds. It'll bring forth thorns and thistles and all of this stuff. Oh, it'll still produce, but at the sweat of your brow, it produced at the glory of God before, but now at the sweat, all of creation was subject, not willingly." But because God said, "But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day it will join God's glory His children in glorious freedom from death and decay and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time. The Bible says in, in the Old Testament that the Earth itself will spew up its inhabitants, talking about volcanic and seismic activity in the world. Even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, the foretaste of God's future, for we long for our bodies to be released from the sin and the suffering, we too with eager hope wait for that day when the full rights that we have as God's children included have the new bodies He has promised you and I. I'm going to show a video that's a little long, but it's going to show pictures that are going to be interesting. You're going to hear sounds that are very interesting. This is just one. I've been looking at this stuff for months, and I'm sitting there, God what So this one here kind of has a glut of things in it. There are so many ways that the Earth is groaning, the earthquakes. Unprecedented storm cycles, U.S. around the world, extraordinary sun, unexplainable animal deaths in mass worldwide. I want you to watch. I want you to listen. It's going to be a little long. I think it's about eight minutes long, eight, nine minutes long. The shortest things that I could find. We kind of try to piece it together a little bit, but let me take you back to the scripture. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. All of creation has been groaning up until this present time. And now it is just coming to a head. I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Many of these things that they're talking about, the sounds... In almost unprecedented fashion, most of the people say it sounds like trumpets, sounds like horns, sounds like some kind of thing happening. This, this is a whole other thing I didn't want to get into today, where they're actually starting to do military work across the country uh, in fashion that they never have to make sure that if something goes awry, they'll be able to keep things in control. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want you to listen to one key phrase. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be tra- changed. So let's look at that for a second. Trumpet sounds, horn sounds, all kinds of sounds all over the world. Phil came up to me last week, said, pastor, I was in California. Is that where you were, Phil? When you heard the, oh, it was right here in Flagstaff? Heard the sounds right here. All over the world they're hearing this stuff, and they have no reason for it. Oh, they come, they come out there, and I was, one guy on one of the tapes said, uh, said well, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's the Aurora Borealis. Okay, and Aurora affects South America? All over the world. They're hearing these sounds. But listen to the scripture. At the last trumpet, the dead in Christ will rise. Are all of these sounds the precursors? Gary and I were just in the back talking about some of the tsunamis they're expecting the different things. The Bible says that the mountains will fall into the sea. What's the picture? As the sea swallows them up. The Canary Islands have things happening right now. Mount Etna hasn't erupted in forever. Volcanoes are erupting that have never erupted. How many thought we'd ever have a volcano in America? See, wasn't Mount St. Helens here in America? It was Yeah. Folks, you say, Pastor, are you trying to scare us? No, not at all. I'm trying to help us see. Jesus said he's coming back. He said, you're for me, you're against me. The time of sitting on the fence is over. Well, pastor, when? Don't have a clue. Well, why doesn't God just tell us? Because maybe if he did, you could just slip off the fence the day before. I don't know. Folks, I don't pretend to have all the answers. But my job as a pastor is to make you aware, to help you to see what's happening in the world. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I think it's kind of like that game we used to play. Hide and seek. Someday, Jesus is going to say, ready or not, here I come.
1: Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit VLCCAZ.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.